Kia ora whanau and welcome to Papatua Nuku Podcast. My name is Leonie Kent and I will be the host over the next 10 episodes. We'll be discussing all the different aspects of te mana o te wahine, atua wahine, what it means to be a wahine in the modern day and age. We'll be inviting guests along and breaking down whakatauki and talking about everything to do with te mana o te wahine. Mau toni mai. Inga mana, inga reo e rauranga ma tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome back to Papatua Nuku Podcast. My name is Leonie Kens and this is episode 6. Today I have a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Neola Kens, formerly Neola Wally. She is my lovely wife. She works in um, kiwi fruit and she is a soil scientist. Has a background in... Um, Agriculture and all the things Marakai. I <laughs> uh, grew up in Kawaro and welcome, welcome to the show, Neo. Welcome to Papa Tuanaku Podcast. Oh, thank you. Um, so we're going to be discussing Neo's journey from um, Small Town Kawaro to, to where she is today in terms of her deal and her whakapapa and her education, her journey and where it's taken her so far, where it started and where it is now in terms of her reconnecting to Papa Tuanaku, reconnecting back to her atua, back to her whakapapa. So um, can you give us a little bit of background about you, Neo? Oh, thanks. Uh, so... Yeah, so my name is Neo Kins. Uh, so I'm born and bred from Kawaro. Uh, my koro moved down from Rotoria, so we're Ngāti Parau. Uh, so he moved down in about, uh, about 50 years ago when the mill was built and Kawaro was born. Uh, so both my parents are from Kawaro. Uh, we lived there most of my life. Um, and after that, uh, moved to university. So I spent a few years in Palmerston North. And then from there moved to Tauranga uh, to find some um, professional uh, professional career. Right, and so you've um, you started like you said in Kawaro, and also with your grandmother is probably your earliest teacher um, as a school teacher back in the day, and she had particular views on um, Te Reo Māori and um, all these kinds of things, and had quite an influence on you. So you can tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So my name was um, Margot Reed. So she was uh, the principal of Hiruharama School in Rotoria, which was a bilingual school. Uh, she was also a teacher at Kawaro South School as well. Um, but she had very interesting views, which um, understanding now it was more of a generational um, belief about uh, te reo Māori, uh, where she wasn't particularly... Um, we, we weren't really cur- encouraged to learn the language, and my, my mother never learnt the language either. Um, we were encouraged to spend um, and focus most of our time on learning the sciences, uh, being strong in science, being strong in maths, um, and leading to a career um, in a university pathway. So, um, like you said before, I studied um, agriculture, so I'm a soil scientist, and um, my sister as well, she went to university and she became um, an engineer. So that's um, that's where we um, spent most of our our time trying to get um, into a career path, and she always said, define your career path and then learn learn the language later. You've always got time to do that, but it's more important to establish establish yourself uh, in a career path. And so now looking back uh, where you are now, looking back on that, um, how do you how do you think? You know, what do you think that turned out like? Do you have any uh, desire to reconnect to Tereo and come back and? in the language? Oh, definitely. It was, always, um, it was always a passion of mine to um, come back and learn the language. Um, what I found 
a little bit difficult, especially growing up in Kawaro. Um, we had people that were either in the sciences or you were in um, in the Māori classes and you were in, in kapahaka and everything mm-hmm. else that was in between. There was quite a big um, disconnect, especially for myself. So um, so my father's Pākehā, my mother's Māori. Um, it was always quite difficult to find my place, especially um, in, in that area. So I normally in, intended to stick with... Uh, or the Pākehā because they were the ones that were encouraged into um, higher education. Um, and that's where I think where my belief was and understanding where my, my grandfather was, uh, my grandmother was coming from mm-hmm. um, when she was, she was just trying to make sure that um, we we focused on that area and 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 felt like that was the way that we could leave Kauru. She right. was she was afraid that we were going to get stuck in a small right. town and, and still remain small town people where she thought there was um, w- was more for me. But looking at it now, um, I believe that there was an, a way that she could have done both. Um, I believe that she, we could have learnt the languages and learnt science as well. We missed a great opportunity with somebody that was a teacher of the language. Mm-hmm. And and she she kind of pushed us into something else. Well, like you said, it, it's a generational thing. Yeah. Back then, it was important that you got a job and you had a good life, and you know, and it wasn't easy to do that. So, I mean, I completely understand oh, yeah. where she was coming from and in, in, in her own right and um, ensuring that you and your sister and your brother had opportunities to pursue. Um, so, you've come back to your um, you're reconnecting now to your culture. You're reconnecting back to Te Reo Māori. You are um, kind of come a full journey now. What's that been like? coming back into it at a later stage? It's been quite interesting because um, like most people, then when you start learning the language, you understand it's not about the language. Mm-hmm. The language is just the vehicle for mm-hmm. understanding who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to give Hannah a bit of credit for right. listening to a lot of the whakapapa effect right. and understanding, especially um, I, I see a lot of myself in Hannah um, and her journey and understanding and having her having had different, um, a different viewpoint and a different different understanding about how Māori can fit mm-hmm. um, within that person and and understanding as myself, um, having such a disconnect as a, as a child um, to understand that I am Māori. I struggle with that a lot mm-hmm. um, with, with my father being a Pākehā, that um, it's it's not about the amount of bloodline you have. No. It's, it's about your feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and going through this journey, I'm, I'm making sure that now, like when I'm, Filling out boxes, I'm saying I am Māori. I'm not saying that I'm Māori plus something else. Right. Because I am Māori because I have the whakapapa. You're taking ownership of that, absolutely. And it comes down to whakapapa, right? It's exactly. acknowledging that whakapapa, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, whether you acknowledge, or acknowledge it or not, it's there regardless. But mm-hmm. it all comes back to, like you said, how you feel about it. And you've come that full circle. You've done, you know, your your nan set, try to set you up for a good life, which she has. Yep. And now you're reconnecting back to your... Um, you know your Maori culture, and that's great. And um, I just wanted to kind of talk to you about that as someone who didn't grow up in Te Maori and what that's been like trying to transition back into it, and your feeling of otherness or your feeling of inclusiveness or exclusiveness. You know, how's that feeling coming back? Is it scary? Is it, you know, exciting? Well, the way that I see it is, it it was an unknown. So it was a. I always felt like it was something. 
I didn't know, so I didn't feel it missing. So the more that I learn, the more that I feel like it's actually um, filling a hole that I didn't understand um, was was there, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And the the biggest thing that I've found to to understand that and to to start this journey is I've I've been very lucky to have a really good support network, you know. My wife has been very good in this um, <laughs> in making sure that um, I've got the support. I've got somebody to actually um, kōrero Māori to because um, that's one of my biggest um, um, biggest problems or biggest barriers that I found was um, I was, I was quite whakamaa of actually um, kōrero Māori uh, in front of other people, especially um, people that were fluent. Mm-hmm. Um, because We all feel that. <laughs> No matter what your level yeah. is, you always feel shy around people who are matato. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> acknowledge that yeah. <laughs> feeling. And that's, um, I think that's all part of it, coming back to feeling like um, half of you is terrified and the other half is so terribly excited to, to do this reconnect. I've, I've talked to a lot of people who are similar in your position who have mm-hmm. kind of didn't grow up very, you know, with a lot of Māori around them and a lot of Māori influence in their house and then reconnecting at a later date and just feeling a lot of, a, one person described it as becoming whole again. Yes, yeah, and I yeah, feel that. You feel that. That's awesome. So um, I just thought it was important to, because I've been talking about in the podcast and we'll be talking about in future episodes is, you know, all the different atua and mana wahine this and mana whenua that. And um, I understand and acknowledge that not a lot of people have that understanding yet and by no means in judging anyone. This is all about information. Me too, learning as well as people out there listening. Hopefully you're learning something <laughs> too. But I just want to acknowledge the people that um, have come back to their whakapapa, back to their culture, back to their reo, back to their mana later on in life and, and um, the feeling it get you get from that. So a little bit about your feelings. Can we talk about your feelings? My right feelings, there? my yeah. feels. Yeah. Because, I mean, it can be quite overwhelming. And this is coming from me, an overwhelming experience. So mm-hmm. I just wanted to see if I can get your perspective on on the whole, um, yeah, the reconnection, the honunga that's there, the connections. Oh. I know. Yeah, feelings are hard. Yeah, feelings are mm-hmm. hard. Um, it's, it's an interesting it's an interesting place to be because it's it's really feeling like you're at the edge of a cliff all of the time um there's a lot of anxiousness that comes mm-hmm. um, comes with it um i i find it quite interesting that um because of of my background of, of going to university and that um you kind of get set up in a different way of understanding on how to um put yourself out there to learn a new thing um but with um, Māori, um, well, not uh, the, with the language at least, um, it was it was hard to um, it was hard to make the leap. I found the leap to to decide to properly go onto the journey um, harder than anything else right. that I've tried to do. Mm-hmm. I I'm a person that um, that always has to be constantly learning something. I'm always doing. Um, I've I've got my degrees. I do postgraduates. I'm I'm always doing some type of certificate to upskill myself, uh, but to to pick this up and carry it on properly um, has has been quite scary. Mm. Um, 
and it's not something that comes naturally to me, um, especially learning languages. Mm-hmm. Um, I had um, issues when I was a, a, as a child um, with a speech impediment, so um, I, I find it quite difficult to um, talk uh, uh, talk in a social um, situation, and I've done a lot of training in that. So learning another language is actually quite difficult for me. Right. Um, and to to get um, um, to to not um, get back into stuttering or um, right. getting back into understanding how to how words and especially in Maori words and the way that even if you hold a vowel differently, mm. you're, you're completely changing it, and that, and that's um, quite hard to um, to practice because it's not something that you can do alone. Mm-hmm. And that's um, that's the main difference between. Um, a lot of the other studying, I can I can learn from a book, and that's it. Right. You you can't you can't do this with a book. You need people around you, and you need to learn from others. Well, like you you brought it up earlier, which I thought was the, the language is a vessel, mm-hmm. teach you about yourself, but the, it's also a vessel to teach you waiata, tikanga, history, uh, kawa, all these different things, mm-hmm. karaki waiata. There's motiatia. There's so many things, and the, and like you said, the vehicle is that vessel, and I'm just so proud that you're on this journey and no. I, I just wanted to really emphasize that no matter how you're brought up or where you're from or how much influence Tedo has had um, in your life that reconnecting is always a good journey you know and bringing it back and reconnecting to your mana that mana wahini side back to Papa Tuanuku I mean you work with the earth so you're constantly in, engaging with Papa Tuanuku every day well exactly uh, so um, yeah, so for my job, I'm what they call the organic category manager for uh, a kiwi fruit company called uh, Trevelyan's Pack and Call. Um, so what I do for them is I look after everything organic. Um, mm-hmm. It's a passion project of mine. Um, and I think what I'm doing at the moment is understanding where that passion comes from. And I think a lot of that passion comes from looking after the whenua and understanding how what we do impacts on on the land and for future generations. So um, trying to understand the message and understanding what that looks like and trying to help other people to um, be able to, to grow in, in uh, such a fashion. So um, there was another project that I did um, while I was studying is um, I was looking at Ruakumara, mm-hmm. uh, which is... Um, uh, old way with of, Nick Rossridge, with, with, old yeah, Nick with the, with Nick. Shout out yeah. Nick. Um, and and that was a is an amazing project being able to um, learn from Komatua about um, uh, the way that uh, people used to feed their families. Um, it's such an amazing thing, um, and a thing that I think a lot of people take for granted that uh, all you had was the land mm. that um, you were raised on. Right. And it provided, and, and that provided everything mm. all year round. Yeah, and and understanding that it wasn't you know a large amount of land as well. So getting people to kind of go back and kind of um, regroup and and look at um, looking at appreciating what they have, what they have more instead of the instant gratification mm. of of the way that we live now. McDonald's. 
Can't grow McDonald's. Can't grow McDonald's. Yeah. Maybe in a lab. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, well, thank but that's, you. that's where we could be ending up if we don't if we don't move this way. Yeah, we could be steaming right towards that future if not for people like you. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking about your journey and talking about your your job and your family and your nanny and your koro. Um, acknowledge to all of them. Um, yeah, Ngami, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us in another episode of Papatua Nuku Podcast. We have more in store for you next week. So like, share, subscribe to this podcast so you can be updated with all of our latest episodes. Thank you very much for joining. We'll see you again next time. <laughs>